Hello, and welcome to One Controllable Podcast, episode 56. I'm Vijun Yoder, and it's Wednesday right now. Usually this comes out on Monday, and usually I record on the weekends, but um, a convenient excuse was E3 was happening, and E3 takes forever now. So, like, by, by Sunday, I was like, oh, well, I'll record something at the end of Sunday and then and then post it. Um, but then I was really busy with other stuff, specifically working on the website stuff. And I was like, well, I'll just wait till the press conferences are done. And then yesterday, I was still working on the website. I was, I was hoping to get my website finished by the weekend, and that did not happen. So, most of Monday and Tuesday have been just working on that website. I'm super burned out doing work on the website like Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday was a terrible idea <laughs> and then going to work and working during the day too. Oh, it was not a good time. Um, but yeah, you're not here to listen to that. You're here to talk about, um, I just took, turned away from the microphone. Uh, E3 extravaganza. Hello. E3 is a thing that I am not as super interested into as I used to be, although admittedly there are so many conferences and shows now where information comes out. Nintendo has directs whenever they feel like it. Um, E3 is less less of a special thing. You know, you think about the the reveals that happen over the course of the year, the beginning of the year, the end of the year, things like that. It's not really like it's not like E3 shows you what you're going to get until next E3 kind of thing. I I think E3 is a very symbolic thing. I think it's a a historical historical presence will always make it feel more special than other shows. But at the same time, you know, everyone does their own little events here and there uh, off and on. But I'm sitting here wasting all this time. Uh, I'm going to try to go get through these in all in one go. We'll see what happens. I'm not going to touch on everything. I'm just going to touch on the things I thought were interesting. Um, So we're just going to go in order. And I think at the end... Uh, at the end here, we'll, we'll we'll score them too. Um, EA, I don't think anyone was particularly particularly happy with EA that much, but uh, I thought the Yarny stuff looks fine. Uh, Yarny is a game I never really particularly cared about, but um, but I do like the um, I do like games with like uh like uh string hook or like grapple mechanics. I've never played a Bionic Commando, but I think of something like Umihara Kawase and stuff like that, and and having another player being able to like kind of throw you around with that and um. And, you know, having essentially this, this other, other yarn man <laughs> or lady or whatever it is, yarn person that you can kind of like throw around on screen, even if you're playing single player is something I like. Um, I'm not really sure how those games work. Like if you have to retrace the yarn to get from like to move the character around, cause there are definitely times in the demo where it's like, there's a piece of yarn that's like wrapped around this rock now after the players like went through the puzzle and then. I wonder if you have to sit there and, like, unravel that, essentially. Like, you have to go, like, across a certain path to get stuff out of the way and get your yarn back together. I'm, cu- I'm curious about that. I don't really know. But I, I thought the mechanic was a lot... It looks pretty interesting. I didn't play the original Yarny, so I'm not sure where that game really went. But uh, this looks cute and looks like a fun little co-op game. I don't know if I'll play it, but, you know, it's pretty cool. Um, and then one thing... <laughs> probably... <laughs> Probably the highlight of EA for me was the Command and Conquer mobile game, which I know nobody <laughs> liked seeing, but I thought it was actually really neat. Like my, when they showed it off originally, I was like, "Oh, great! So this is gonna be like this little esports match thing." But and I will I will preface this with I don't know anything about mobile RTS markets, what those games are like. Maybe this is how they're all like, and I just don't know. But I was really fascinated by how they took the Command and Conquer, you know, RTS 
just just RTSs in general. I don't know enough about like Command and Conquer as a brand on its own. Um, but just take RTSs in general, like, and pack it down to a single screen game. It's like not only is it a single screen, it's a single phone screen. So it's this very tiny screen, and you have both bases on it. You have you have a play space on it, and 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 just trying to take down what is typically like a massive experience you know having people across an entire landscape who are building building uh you know uh armies and battling each other and trying to overtake each other i feel like there's a lot it would take a lot to cram all that stuff down and i think it would be easy to say okay well we're just going to let you spawn units and then you know depending on your unit management you'll overtake each other but they bring in things like you know having little like carts that little get the resources and bring them back and being able to like attack those and you know you know help ruin the other team's like uh resource uh pool essentially and then there's like fog of war in it and stuff i just i just thought it was a really a really smart way to adapt that down to a phone and i say this as somebody who is not a command and conquer fan not a particular rts fan and not <laughs> and, and not really a mobile game fan or a rts mobile game fan if there's an rts brand so i could be like saying oh this thing is pretty cool when everything else is like this but i had no real investment in it beforehand so seeing seeing a pc rts game and i like last one i played was like what age of empires like 98 or something like that um seeing a pc rts game just like crammed down to this tiny screen and it was recognizable as an rts game in terms of here are the mechanics in the, from that genre i think that was really interesting to see uh, i don't know if i'll ever play it uh i think it's in i think it's in free beta on android right now or something like that and i have an android phone so i guess i could do it but but we'll see um Let's just go ahead and go on to Microsoft. Uh, Sekiro, which is the um, the, the From Software uh, Samurai Man game. Um, <laughs> um, I think that game looks pretty good. Um, I, I'm not a big From Software fan, or should I, I should say, let me, let me roll that back. I'm not a big fan of Dark Souls, and I don't say that as somebody saying Dark Souls is bad or something. I played me about five hours of the original Dark Souls, not Demon Souls, actual Dark Souls. Um, and I never really got very far in it. I didn't particularly get drawn in by it. And every time they released one of those games, it pretty much looks the same. And I'm sure, you know, the, I'll say this with like with the Castlevania series always, you know, the fans of those, of those games that are invested in it will always be able to see the difference in a way somebody from the outside can't. So all those games look like they are all kind of scratching the same itch for me, but I didn't really have that itch when I tried it. So, um, so seeing a lot of like vertical momentum and like being able to, you know, hook yourself around and stuff was really cool. I like the world design a lot better. I'm, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit and just say that, that there's that other Sony samurai game going on right now. And while that game definitely looks a lot more cinematic, I think, I think Sekiro looks a lot more entertaining gameplay wise. And I think I'd be way more interested in playing Sekiro than, um, than, than whatever that game was called, Ghost of Tsushima or whatever. Ghost of Tsushima looks like every other Sony game. <laughs> All right, we'll get back to that. Um, uh, I have a note here, just as a note, every Battlegrounds trailer is a lie. Every Battlegrounds trailer shows an event that will never happen when you're playing the game. Get ready to sit down and stare down your scope for 20 minutes, not be in a explosion with five people shooting at each other while like doing crazy tricks and stuff. That's not how Battleground works. <laughs> um, DMC 5 looks pretty nice. I haven't played DMC since uh, Devil May Cry 1, 2, or 3. Um, I said, I don't know why this was out. I have not played a Double May Cry. This is Double May Cry 3. <laughs> um, and, and I think what this game has that maybe Double May Cry, 
Yeah, I don't know. It's it's very hard to put a put a, my finger on it. I I think this game has a style that I felt like DMC four kind of lacked at times. Maybe even DMC. Um, they they definitely have their attitude in those games, but from what I saw externally. Um, but something about uh, DMC Five just looks looks really really nice. I do like the color palette of the game. I think maybe the the camera uh, looks a bit more interesting if that makes sense. Like I feel like a lot of Devil May Cry footage I see between four and five is a lot of like just kind of the same distance from the character over and over again, just like in there you know doing melee attacks on the ground. Uh, I felt like this game had a very dynamic camera. Maybe that's what I'm trying to say. I say this just not having played either DMC Four DMC uh, or the you know reboot dmc so if you're saying that's not how those games are like then you're probably right you probably shouldn't listen to me i think dmc 5 looks cool whoever that whoever the new main character is i don't know if they've said what his main character or his, his name is uh i think he's he he <laughs> i think he's he's pretty pretty silly i like how he looks and i like how he's like a robot arm thing that 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 is kind of nice i don't know if there's ever been like a a um limb limb um mechanic to a dmc game where you have like a limb that that can do a bunch of different things but at the end of the day it's just a weapon and devil may cry has a lot of weapons in it jump force looks uh <laughs> i'm not gonna talk about jump force that much but i have a note here and i said this on twitter uh that game looks like uh, uh american bootleg anime merchandise <laughs> it's i'm assuming it's like a 3d fighter like a lot of other bandai namcos um um uh anime games but i think a lot about like um and there's not really a style to something like Smash Brothers, but I think that it's very faithful to how the original characters look in those games. I mean, they they pretty much look how they would originally look. Um, and I'm not really sure how you blend those characters together, but Jump Force is a good example of how not to blend those characters together. Because, ooh, that game looks weird. But hey, you know, maybe, maybe it'll rub off on me. Maybe it'll look nicer. Maybe I'll learn to enjoy it. Naruto has a weird, like, tentacle hair thing in 3D. I don't know. I feel like a cell shaded look would be better. They're suited to that, but hey, you know, try something new. They tried. Some, they're trying something new, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, Cyberpunk. Um, the, I mean, obviously, there's no gameplay, but I think the style is nice. I think Cyberpunk's one of those games that you can look at, and it's kind of like Panzer Dragoon or something, where it's like you can tell somebody just like made like they spent a year making this world, <laughs> and like and like thinking about every facet of life and stuff and you know what does that translate to in a game probably nothing that i'm going to be interested in you know i think yeah we'll see i don't know we'll see <laughs> i'm going to guess it's going to be something open world and probably not up my alley but at least they it looks like they're putting a ton of thought into it it looks great uh i love the the stylistic um choice of the game and i think it i think it's easy to get like very very like generic looking sci-fi stuff this game has its own look i feel like it's very subtle but it has its own look um, also, I have a note here, bring back Halo Mega Bloks. If you haven't looked it up, look up Halo Mega Bloks. That's a weird cancelled game. That always looks really cool. <laughs> um, maybe because I think the reason I was thinking about that, I'm reading off my notes here from the conferences, and I think the reason I'm thinking, I was thinking about that was the Gears of War pop game, which I don't want to talk about that anymore, but Halo Mega Bloks, let's bring that back. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's, uh, let's go on to Bethesda. I know this is going to be, this is all quick hitting, but we got a lot to get through. Um, so, and it's me, myself, and I talking, so I just go at whatever pace I talk at, I guess. Um, Bethesda, I'm, I will say it ahead of time, I'm not really interested in Bethesda games. I don't know if I've ever played a Bethesda game, thinking about it. 
Um, I'm sure maybe somewhere down the line I've played something that had the Bethesda name on it, but who knows. Um, but I, I, I think Fallout 76 looked a lot more polished than I thought it would. Um, it's, yeah, I don't know, like, I guess whenever I hear survival game, I think of, um, I think of a lot of jank and stuff, and, like, maybe, like, a lesser game, but I think Fallout 76, if anything, at least looks like a Fallout game with three other people, and not a survival game kind of thing, where I think something like Metal Gear Survive looks very much like, this is a survival game, even though, you know, it's, it's definitely more polished than, like, an early access survival game, but I think, I think Metal Gear... Metal Gear Survive is a very distinct looking game from the rest of the Metal Gear series versus like Fallout 76, which I think you could easily mistake that for a, um, excuse me, for a, um, Fallout game. Uh, and I like the idea that you can nuke each other. That's kind of, kind of cute. Um, but yeah, no real, no big surprises for me. I'm not particularly interested in any of the, in the titles, but you know, I, I think, I think from a, a press conference standpoint, Either they needed to expand on Doom, Wolfenstein, Starfall, or Elder Scrolls Six. Um, I think, obviously, they couldn't expand on all of those, but I think they should have picked one to kind of give a deeper dive on. But they just kind of say, these games are coming. So, look forward to the future. I don't know. <laughs> I don't I, I don't know. Uh, Todd's a good speaker. I like Todd, Todd as a speaker. Uh, Square Enix conference. Uh, the Quiet Man. I, I was very, I think a lot of people was like, the quiet man was like, what the heck is that? But like, it's neat. Like, <laughs> I know FMV is like a stylistic choice these days that we do do. And so it's kind of hard to say. I haven't looked at, and something to keep in mind with a lot of this stuff. I haven't actually looked at a lot of this stuff outside of the press conferences. So maybe they've had more information on a lot of it. And you're welcome to tell me that, tell me I'm wrong. Um, but I, I like the idea of it possibly being a game where you switch between like FMV cutscenes and then like more normal gameplay. I thought aesthetically, if you sit down and like sit there and watch it, you can definitely tell when it, um, switches over. But I think the transitions are pretty smooth in a way that look, look really good. Um, you know, who's to say how much of that was like an engine. I don't know if they ever specified that, um, but it it looks neat, and I like. I, I'm curious what what the main character being deaf will bring to the game. I mean, it's one of those things where where for a fighting game, I don't think you'd think too much about it. But if you're if you're gonna go for it in a way that's not just oh the story is our character is deaf, I I would be curious to see what exactly what struggles a deaf fighter would go through, and how you represent that to somebody who can hear. If that makes sense. I, I'm 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 excited to see what's going on with that game. I think they said they're going to show more in August. I could be wrong. Uh, apparently, it's the developers of the original Prey. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think the Life is Strange game is pretty cute. I I like the idea of like this little kid going into like these little you know special so, or little 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 imagination sequences where he's doing a bunch of stuff but i don't really know how the player interacts with it it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me um i I think that game is relatively going to be available relatively soon and for free i don't know if that's free for everyone or just people who bought life is strange um i just want to know how the character how you interact in that space because i mean a lot of the life is strange i think is like a lot of dialogue choices and things like that and solving little puzzles and stuff and this game looks pretty much just like, oh, use a firecracker to pretend you're casting the fireball. 
uh in babylon's fall that that platinum games game has a really nice style i know i give platinum games a lot of shit after near automata <laughs> i'm not a big near automata fan i don't think platinum games is a good fit for near automata although i totally understand why square enix would think so and apparently the world thinks so um um but i still really like uh, wonderful 101 and i like metal gear rising so so the idea of a game um a new new ip from them is always exciting to me um, I was always interested in, what was that game called? Oh, I can't remember the Microsoft one that got canceled. I was always interested in that game because of Spectropes, because the idea of like, of like being not the main character in a, in a game of like an action game, like having a large beast that's extensively more powerful than you and you as the human player having to like destroy stuff. I'm going off tangent. I forget what that game was called. <laughs> um, dragon something. <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, and I'm still really blown away by how, uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 looks. That game, like, uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean stuff looks okay. Um, but the, it's, it's crazy, and maybe it's just been, because it's been a long time since I've seen these movies, it's crazy how aesthetically close those things get to the actual CG movies they're based off of. I'm incredibly impressed. Um, I don't know if I'll play Kingdom Hearts 3. I, I really don't. I mean, the last time I played Kingdom Hearts was Kingdom Hearts 2005, and I didn't like it back then, but that was also 13 years ago. So, 2006, actually, because I, I was trying to play Fantasy Star Universe around the same time. Uh, then my PS2 died on me. It was a great time. <laughs> um, great memories. Ubisoft. Um, pretty short on Ubisoft. I think uh, uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey visually looks pretty good, um, but I've I've... I've always wanted to get into the Assassin's Creed series, but it's one of those things where they come out so often that I never know when to start, if I should start. I bought the original Assassin's Creed at one point, and here we are today. I have not played it. <laughs> I don't know. At some point, it's if it's in my visions for so long, I guess I lose some interest in playing it because it's just like there's 30 games in this series, and I'll never have like a significant opinion on this kind of thing. That's not to say I wouldn't enjoy it, but, you know, I don't know. I pick my games, and, and Assassin's Creed is never super high up on the charts. I do love that they keep changing their time periods and environments, and I realize this is pretty close to the last one, but still, you know, it's it's got a look to it I like. Um, also, Yi's voice is adorable, and sometimes I miss, Miyamoto, miss Miyamoto being on stage. Nintendo doesn't do the stage presence anymore, so seeing Miyamoto get up sometimes is just like, oh, hey, hey, it's you. I remember when you used to do E3 stage conferences. And I don't watch I don't watch Treehouse anymore. Um, this might be a good a good transition to say like I really don't like um, um, publisher created panels and stuff like that. Um, it's 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 always very difficult for me to hear listen to people talk about those things extensively to each other. Like like it's the fake conversation of people having a. a it's a fake conversation. <laughs> like the people who are sitting there talking know everything they're going to say. They know every bit about what's what's happening. And you have, you know, and let's just go ahead and go into Sony. Sony had this whole weird like pre-show thing in the middle of their press conference. And and like one point, um, <laughs> I always forget the guy's name, but there's Ryan there too. I'm just going to say the, the two Sony guys that were up there. And he's like, well, what about, uh, oh, no, they're talking about, they're talking to Sean Layden and Sean Layden. They're like, what about, uh, <laughs> god of war new game plus and it's like of course they know like they're never gonna say that without knowing that they're going to announce things it's it's i don't know it's something that's very i don't like that i, I did a podcast a while back ago called something about the amazing game we made in an amazing way or something like that i don't remember the name it's ridiculous anyways uh yeah uh 
as for Sony, like I'm not a big fan of most. So I, I'm, I'm a big fan of PlayStation as a platform. I'm not a big fan of Sony's first party output. Never have been really. Um, I think maybe the one thing that comes to the top of my head is Aconcagua, um, being really a, a piece that I would point at as a big Sony title that I like. Um, but nobody knows what the fuck Aconcagua is. <laughs> um, um, and I look at like, and I, I feel this way about God of War. I look at God of War. I look at The Last of Us. I look at Ghost of Tsushima. And I just, I see a lot of the same. It reminds me a lot of like how Ubisoft games all kind of bleed into each other. I feel like that's where Sony is right now. All their games are kind of bleeding into each other, specifically with the cinematic presentation of them. And I think that's great that Sony fans like that. And that gives all of Sony studios a very distinct look to their games i don't know if anyone really can look at games like horizon and stuff like that and 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 really say our game looks like this even tomb raider i don't think you would confuse for like a sony game kind of thing um uh, yeah it it's all those games kind of mush together for me in a way that i, I don't particularly like but i have a bad taste from the last of us in my mouth i'm not a big last of us fan i played that whole game and did not have a good time <laughs> it was okay i mean i'm not gonna say it's a bad game but i it did not re- resonate with me uh, let's talk about actual video games I did like, though. Uh, Death Stranding. I really like the idea of that game just being a package delivery game. I'm sure there's going to be so much more to it, but, like, <laughs> just, like, being a little man walking across these big fields and stuff with a bunch of boxes behind you and, like, having to climb the ladder and, like, carry everything over. I think that's a really cool idea. In terms of concept, I should say this as a concept for a game being, like, my main character is a delivery man. <laughs> I, I really like that. Um, I, you know, where where the game will go, I'm sure it will go in places that make it more of an actual video game. Um, I think I'm a little concerned about the space in the world that you can, you know, go across. There wasn't much happening in the trailer. I'm sure that was intentional, but wasn't much happening in the trailer. Uh, but they did show like a motorcycle at one point that was falling off a cliff. So maybe you can get vehicles or something. But you know, seeing those huge landscapes and without any real challenge in them or any real real notable piece you know think a lot about like breath of the wild where it's just like a lot of lot of emptiness although breath of the wild is very great at like go watch my breath of the wild video i'm not gonna explain the good and bad of breath of the wild here if you want to hear that just go do that um and then resident Evil 2 i don't know what to think i watched so this is one of the few games i did watch more outside of the ethy press conference i did watch the gamestop gameplay video or GameSpot gameplay video that was put up um I don't, I don't know what I, so, so maybe this is the better way to put this. It's, I don't dislike what I saw about Resident Evil 2. I don't know what I want from Resident Evil 2. And, and the reason I say that is I look at Resident Evil 7 and I did not particularly care to play Resident Evil 7 that much. I don't think there's anything bad about it, but I, it didn't resonate with me. I don't know why. Like the Last of Us, I know why. It's a very repetitive game. I didn't care about the main characters, and the huge part of that game was, you know, going like caring about Ellie and Joel and their their adventure. When literally the only character I liked in The Last of Us was Bill, and he like is in one chapter of the game. Um, Resident Evil Seven is just a game I never could put my finger down on exactly what what bothered me about it and why I couldn't get into it. You know, maybe it's the characters, maybe it's the tone, maybe it's the perspective. Maybe it's the game design. I, I don't know, really. Um, and so when I look at Resident Evil 2, you know, I will say I, I am someone who prefers to see the main character. So if I can get a third perspective, I, I would probably prefer that. But it's not, I don't think that's, that's the sole game changer kind of thing. 
Um, so I guess I don't know what I want from Resident Evil at this point. Resident Evil 6, I think, was probably the best that kind of direction of the game could go in, and I don't think people want that. I don't think they wanted it at that time. Even I, even I didn't want it at that time, but then, like, revisiting it, I kind of realized just what was going on in that game and, and, and what set it apart from other Resident Evil games. Resident Evil 6 is a really fascinating game. It, I'd compare it a lot to like Monster Hunter in terms of movement and stuff. It's 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 kind of it's it's interesting. It's really interesting. Um, but you know people don't like that game. Um, and I mean Resident Evil Two doesn't look like that. Um, but yeah, I just, I just don't know what I want out of Resident Evil Two is the big problem. And and I think as long as I don't know what I want out of Resident Evil Two, I won't know if I like what I see unless something particular stands out. And I don't know what that means. I will. I, I'm pretty sure I will play it. I will. I will give it a shot and play play it. I like Leon. <laughs> Leon is very handsome in this game, and I will play the game for Leon at the very least. But <laughs> but um, yeah, Resident Evil Two is a, a video game. Um, I wanna yeah. I I I wanna try it. I wanna play it. It's one of those games that I feel like nothing you can show me will absolutely sell me on it. Probably at least nothing, nothing more that they can show me. Like from what they've shown so far, I don't think there's anything they could add on that would make me say, "Oh, this makes this completely different." Kind of thing. Um, who knows? Maybe they can. Um, but it's one of those games I just want to play now. Like I just want to play it now so I can I can know what's happening. I think it's an early 2019 release, so we'll see. Um, things have been very slow in terms of games this year and it's very bothersome um in terms of games for myself so hopefully by that time i have sped up things a bit um so yeah sony was okay um and then nintendo um that mech game looks pretty rad i like the style of it and like this is you know there's always argument that Nintendo has weaker hardware, and I perfectly understand that. You know, obviously you can't. Yeah, the issues where like Monster Hunter can't come to it, or like Resident Evil Seven gets the cloud version because Nintendo just doesn't have the part power there. And I totally understand people who who don't like that of their system. Um, I will say, and this probably doesn't outweigh the amount of like third party support they lose from from not having the hardware there. But when games are made by other teams for that system, they typically try to do something that looks a little different to make up for that lack of performance. And this mech game has a really nice kind of cel shaded style. The mechs remind me a little bit of Xenoblade Chronicles X mechs, which I was kind of surprised. At first I was like, is this a Xenoblade thing? Xenoblade? Whatever you want to say. <laughs> um, and uh, obviously it's not. I think it's called like Deus. It's not Deus Ex Machina. I forgot what it's like. Something Machina. Um, I, I don't know. It looks really neat. I like the move- momentum in that game a lot. Um, and I, and I hope it has, it looks like it has like a multiplayer component possibly. So I'm, I'm curious. I'm really curious. I want to see some more. Um, but before this E3 is over, I'm going to actually try to see if I can find if the tree, tree house streamed anything about it. Cause I really want to see more of that game. Uh, just haven't got the time to, to do it. <laughs> um, and then, uh, the new Fire Emblem game, I was actually really impressed with it. And I think, so I think mechanically, Nothing really new is happening with this Fire Emblem. I This is what I believe. Nothing really new is happening with this Fire Emblem mechanically. And typically, I think I would say, because of that, I would not interested in Fire Emblem. I would say... I would say a big part of the reason why I'm probably not super interested in any of the early Fire... Or so, there's Fire Emblem Awakening, but then there's those other two Fire Emblems that happened after that. Most of those games looked kind of close to each other in a way that I didn't particularly like saying this as somebody who didn't play them so 
I will, I will, I will put that out there. Um, and then when they put out Echoes, I think it was, they had like the 3D dungeon stuff, which I thought was cool. But, but you know, mechanically it all looked very similar to the other 3DS games. Um, additional point, I'm not a big portable gaming fan, or at least I like to play portable games on a big TV most of the time. Because I, I if I'm out of the house, I'm at work or driving. So it's not like I get a lot of time to sit down and play a lot of portable games. Um but, um, yeah, and so, so mechanically, I would say this game doesn't look particularly different from those games, at least as far as I could see, but what's probably most important is the presentation of it, and I think that's important for a few reasons. One, Fire Emblem has never been a particularly a good-looking game, unless you're counting, like, you know, the character sprites or something like that, and character art, um, but if you look at, like, Path of Radiance on the GameCube, that, that game is not a good-looking GameCube game. Um, even Radiant Dawn on the, the Wii is not a good-looking Wii game. Um, and I think this was the last two console Fire Emblems outside of that canceled Wii game that this game might be pulling from a little bit. That game has, like, some, you know, open world, not open world, but, like, walking around town and stuff in it. Or had. Canceled, so, yeah. Um, um, and then, so, you know, and then after that is back to the portables where you're playing the 2D, or the 3D renders on the DS and then the actual 3D polygon um, characters on the, on the 3DS itself. And so getting to see um, that series be able to finally kind of fully realize a console release, like, aesthetically. Um, and then, and not only saying these character models look better, like, like, if you look in that trailer, there's a lot of those, like, army men that are surrounding you, uh, surrounding the main characters and stuff, and I don't think those army men actually do anything, but they are just there to create a chaotic sense of battle, um, and, and, like, getting that, getting that lower, like, behind-the-back perspective on the battlefield, and in a way that I think probably is a little, little not clear of where characters should move, I think they should still add some more, like, grid effects to that map, in a way, from based off the trailer, um, I don't remember, I don't remember when it was coming out, but um, but being able to see like the scale of what looks like an actual war that was previously only really demonstrated in um, in like the cutscenes of the the GameCube Fire Emblem games, and I I don't know what the cutscenes of the 3DS ones look like. I assume they're the same, that whole cel shaded CG look. Um, yeah. It's, it's nice being able to see that represented in-game in a way that's never really been there before. Um, it reminds me a lot of how Skies of Arcadia has that whole system where all the characters are fighting in the background and no one's actually doing anything, but it just gives you this this feeling of being in, in a chaotic battle. Uh, and with a turn-based game, I think that goes a long way of just not having two characters sitting there just, like, slashing at each other back and forth, one-two. It's like, not only are we, we are, we are slashing back and forth at each other, one-two kind of thing, but there's a bunch of people around us hitting each other and pretending to take damage. Um, I talked about Fire Emblem more than I thought, but I'm, in, I'm excited for that game. I, I hope there are some mechanical changes. It looks like there are some more kind of back-end stuff in the RPG mechanic kind of things that I that I haven't seen before. But I also, I have not played a Fire Emblem since Radiant Dawn. So, there we go. <laughs> it's been a good long time. It probably is time. I have Sacred Stones, but, you know... I want to play Sacred Stone at some point. I don't know. I, I, I probably should get it for the Game Boy Advance. I have it on 3DS and... Being able to play on TV would be nice, and I have my Game Boy Player with you know GBI set up and all that good stuff. Uh, I should make use of that that GBI stuff. Uh, don't buy hardware and then not use it, or really just don't buy a lot of things and then don't use it. I've been thinking about a VR headset lately. 
I don't need to do that, but I want to do it, and I'm sure I won't use it if I do. <laughs> and then last but not least is Smash Brothers. And and I will say this about Smash Brothers is that nothing about Smash Brothers looks particularly new or unique. Um, and I would probably give the exact same criticism to Mario Kart um, where I sit there and go like, nothing about Mario Kart has changed in years. And like, obviously there are differences, but they are so slight that you just look at it and go, this is just Mario Kart. Like this, the, there are, there are so many other racing games I could be playing that do something different, like Excite Truck or Excite Bike or, or, um, or, you know, an F-Zero Kirby Air Ride on GameCube and the rumored Star Fox racing game that may or may not exist. Um, anyways, and Smash is kind of in that same pool, but I think I'm more invested in Smash, so I, so I see the smaller differences more, and so I get really excited about, like, the small changes, which that entire presentation was like, here are all the small changes, like, you know, for someone who's on a Smash player, that's just gonna look like a bunch of weird, like, little changes to everything, but I think if you're a Smash player, there's a lot of little cool stuff in there, um, and I'm very curious to see, to see more, um, again, I don't watch the Treehouse stuff because I hate PR people interviewing each other about their own video games. Um, but you know, it's it's interesting. Uh, yeah, I'm 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 I've been I've been ready for a new Smash for a while. I've I was thinking recently, and by recently I mean like a handful of months ago, that I re- I wanted to get back to the Wii U one. I lost all my save data at one point, so I had to unlock everything again. But I really like playing as Robin in the Wii U Fire Emblem, and and I would like to revisit that. But hey, now I'm just going to wait until the new one, um, and then buy it, and then be a hypocrite, the hypocrite that I am, and <laughs> really enjoy it despite it being most of the same stuff. But hey, I think we all have our own things. I think a lot of people are like, oh, I like the Mega Man games. Mega Man X 1 through 10 are very different from each other. And like, like if you're a fan of the series, yes, yes, absolutely. But at the same time, you can't look at like Call of Duty and then say, oh, but Call of Duty is the same every year, even though I haven't played them. And it's like, no, <laughs> like you're the same thing, just in two different franchises. <laughs> so, so for me, that's Fantasy Star and Castlevania. So, every Castlevania game to me is very different, which is why it's so concerning when I look at Bloodstained and it does not look very different to me as somebody who <laughs> who is very invested in that series. But hey, prove me wrong, Igarashi. That's how I'm going to end my E3 2018 podcast. Prove me wrong, Igarashi. I don't think Bloodstained was at E3 this year, um, but I don't know. I haven't been I've been paying too much attention to the show four stuff. Show four stuff. Um, as a quick update before I go, and I think I talked about it a bunch at the beginning of this episode. I'm kind of at the point where I'm done with with the website stuff I'm doing. I'm not launching yet because there's still some other stuff I want to kind of set up beforehand that are external to the website. But I think the website's good. Um, so I always want to say. Thank you guys, like, for anyone who sticks around. I really don't know who I'm talking to. Sometimes I have viewers, sometimes I don't, and I don't really understand why. (laughs) I don't understand why people come here. (laughs) Um, But but for those of you who are sticking around, or even this is just your first episode, like, I appreciate it. Appreciate your patience through this whole thing. It's taking so much work, and, you know, now that I've got this website set up, I want to start moving forward on content again, you know, after, after getting the cutting room floor page done for Final Fantasy 11, getting the streaming stuff set up, um, just all these, 
all these little things that have like getting getting my GameCube set up to do HDMI, you know, Game Boy Advance stuff and and you know getting component stuff working because at some point my component setup for just kind of broke <laughs> or maybe i forgot how it worked one or the other um it's taken so much time so much so much of my time capture card stuff's never fun and 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 it feels like it's really dampered my output this year in terms of in terms of not only writing about games and put making videos um but also just playing games i really haven't gotten to play nearly as much this year as i'd like and it's it's kind of it's been it's been very frustrating um but you know i i'm hoping on the horizon a don't buy a vr headset cuz that's going to be its own nightmare <laughs> And B, once we launch this website, just to settle down for a while and let it go. Like, just let it ride. <laughs> so, so we'll be good. Um, I would like to do some more stuff with the YouTube channel, but, you know, we'll handle that later, I think. <laughs> we'll take care of that stuff at a later time. Um, so, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Happy E3 2018. It's kind of still going at the moment. So I'm going to put this episode up and it will still technically be going. Um, I'll, you know, it's going to be difficult to search through news this week just because so much is happening and so many report people are reporting on a lot of the same things in their own different way that it's probably going to be kind of hard to, to, to go through news and stuff. Um, so, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see what we end up doing. Maybe it'll be E3 part two, essentially at the second part of this uh, on the podcast on Sunday. Um, we'll see. Maybe it won't be, um, also, I, I had mentioned a while ago I was going to do some kind of like little news kind of thing. I'm kind of a little iffy on that right now. We'll see what happens. It's like the one that I was going to say, I look at news at the end of every week and then like a lot of that is going through Japanese mobile games and stuff. And sometimes I don't have a lot to say about them, but I would like to surface that stuff in some way. That's not just like I have to play the, ex- like the full extent of Caravan Stories to talk about because I installed Caravan Stories and never played it. Um, but just to kind of talk about some things, sometimes things don't have enough information to really talk about, or I just don't understand enough because it's all in Japanese. <laughs> Anyways, listen to this podcast. Thank you guys for coming. E3 2018. Don't let me down, Igarashi. I'm watching you. I'm going to play Curse of the Moon soon, sometime. I've been sitting for weeks. I'm going to play Curse of the Moon. going to play it. And that's, I don't think you had anything to do with that game, <laughs> or at least it wasn't your focus. So don't let me know if it's last night, I guess. <laughs> this is, a, this is a terrible way to go out. Re- yeah, good night. I lied. I forgot to rate these things because I know you guys care so much about my ratings. <laughs> um, EA, C, they did what they usually do. They're fine. CNC Mobile is a weird highlight of the show for me for some reason. Um, Microsoft, B+, the only thing they could have done better is if they had actual good first-party stuff that wasn't just their usual stuff. Um, good, good job on them buying more studios, um, but whether or not that actually pays off will be years down the line. If they're still, I mean, all the studios already work with Microsoft, so the question is, is at what scale are those games going to be? If they're going to keep making the same kind of scale games they were already you know i think i think what would be what would what would make the difference is if they're they're pumping up those studios to be like big triple a developers for them to make you know huge release kind of stuff um bethesda b i thought they were pretty good i didn't care about anything but i thought the presentation was good i thought they had a good diverse set of stuff 
Um, I think they could only really have done better if they had more information about a bunch of games they had announced that are just kind of distant in the future. Like, go down one of those routes and say, this is what we're doing with this game. But, you know, sometimes they don't have the ability to do that, I guess. Square Enix. Um... C... C... Plus. C plus, Square Enix. You, you did okay. This uh, B minus. B minus. The reason why? The Quiet Man looks really interesting. Babylon's Fall has a nice style. I would like to see... I'm somewhere between a C plus and B minus. Let's say C plus because Babylon's Fall didn't have any gameplay. Um, Ubisoft. Um, C. They just did the thing they usually do. <laughs> I don't know. Nothing about Ubisoft really stood out to me. I love them as a company, though. Um, Sony. Um... C plus, B minus, B minus C Sony. I I did not. Yeah, B minus. I I there were things in there I liked, and I can respect what they did show, but I super wasn't into it personally. Um, and then Nintendo B B. Um, that Met game looks pretty cool. Uh, Xenoblade DLC I'm interested in, and Fire Emblem. I think Fire Emblem probably puts it slightly above Sony for me, but I think it's a matter of personal preference. I think if I was a Sony fan, this would be flip-flopped. I'm more of a Nintendo fan than a Sony fan, so it would, probably would have been the other way. So I think it just depends on what alternate universe me would have felt. Um, Smash Brothers, I'm more excited than I should be about that game. But Smash Brothers is a good game, so yeah. Alright, thanks, bye.